Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome to the Donna and Steve experience on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Oscar presenters this year Riz Ahmed, Emily Blunt, Glenn Close, Jennifer Conley, Ariana DeBose, uh, Troy Coster, Jonathan Majors, Melissa McCarthy, Janelle Monet. Okay. And this somebody whose name I don't want to screw up. No, like uh, Tom Hanks, Meryl Streep, Brad Pitt, mm. Viola Davis. None of the. Nope. I mean, this is this. They'll keep adding to the list that this we know. List. That yeah. we know of, right? Though, you know, Liza Minnelli presenting Best Picture last year with Lady Gaga was a surprise. That's legend. true. That stage. Good yeah. point. That was awkward. A little, <laughs> just a little bit. A little. It's nice to see her, though. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Ted Lasso. The whole story might be wrapping up with season three, according to Jason Sudeikis. Starting to feel like that trailer with you can't always get what you want. You get what you need. They they may have been not just telling us a little bit about the storyline, it going in a direction that maybe you wouldn't anticipate, but also the show, the duration of the show. I mean... I have mixed feelings about the news that this could wrap up. It sounds like it's going to wrap I up. I kind of like that it's going to. Because I might go back and watch the rest of season two. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, if the, if this were going on for sure eight seasons, I'd be like, yeah, I'm not interested. Let's wrap this thing up. Yeah. The, it's it's an interesting story. Uh, Jason Sudeikis was talking with Deadline and talking about, like, well, what else would you do? What about Ted Lasso? Everybody loves Ted Lasso. He says, well, I mean, there's always cameo, right? Like, maybe Ted Lasso can make, he's doing a mustache and doing birthday wishes. But uh, he says, this is the end of this story that we wanted to tell, that we were hoping to tell, that we loved to tell. The fact that folks will want more and are curious beyond more than what they don't even know yet, that being season three, is flattering. Maybe by May 31st, once all 12 episodes, good to know we got 12 episodes, once all 12 episodes of the season have been released, maybe they're like, man, you know what? We get it. We're fine. We don't need any more. We got it. But until that comes, I will appreciate the curiosity beyond what we've come up with so far. It's a, uh, it, it's a rare decision. This day and age, that's sort of a family matters play slightly, but you don't see people doing this. It's just a cash grab, right? You just keep going. And if the show is making money 
and I'm sure they'll get great ratings. And you would assume that Apple TV Plus would be like, hey, let's do more. We can increase what you make. So the idea that, though selfishly I like the concept of there being more, I do have an appreciation for this is how we wanted to tell this story. And this is when it's going to end. I actually kind of like it when a TV show, if you go in and say, and you can't because you don't know if you're going to get picked up, but if you go in and say, this will be four seasons, then to your point, Donna, you kind of know what you're getting into. So you know, like, all right, I'm not getting into a Grey's Anatomy situation where right. 20 years right. later. Uh, so I want to ask you some questions that could be spoiler alerts for listeners. Okay. I, I just kind of want to know where season two left us. Like, did Ted ever get together with the blonde lady? That, I can tell you, is not the direction. Okay. Which I think if you see episode one, two, three, it's sort of easy to I know to be he like, did hook up with somebody. Yeah. But I can't remember who it was. Yeah, there was a uh There was a, a hookup. Okay. okay. Um I would say this, there are some unexpected relationships, awfully unexpected relationships. Mm. Um and there is also an if you juxtapose season one episode one and the characters that we get to meet in season one episode one of ted lasso and then if you juxtapose that to the final episode of season two Hmm. you would have never anticipated that a character would have an about face Mm. you think you have them figured out and know the character they're going to be for the rest of the show and it is anything but that okay so that that was interesting so my appreciation for ted lasso who, again, according to what it sounds like, Jason Sudeikis talking with Deadline, suggesting that this is going to be the final season of Ted Lasso as we know it, open to the idea of some spinoffs, he says. He appreciates that people have curiosity there, isn't closing the door on that. But it seems like uh, even, he wasn't definitive. He didn't say, this is it, I'm walking away, I'm never playing him again. But it seems like they're at the end of their story arc. Um, uh-huh. yeah. But yeah, they're, they always deliver smiles. They always deliver sort of this positive wins the day choose to have a rose-colored view of the world and your experience will largely be rose-colored but then they also got into other issues with mental health with ted lasso uh with jason sedegas's character that you didn't see coming but they just took some plot twists that you wouldn't have uh you couldn't have called season one so it's not just a gushy saccharine feel it in your cheeks sweet show they started doing some stuff, and it sounds like season three might even be a little more distance from season one, while still maybe helping you feel the feels that you want to feel wow. when you watch Ted Lasso. Okay. I don't know. All right. They had all these thoughts. He is a delightful character, I will say. Yes. Delightful. And there's, there is one of the things that I feel like you didn't like was it was there were just, there are, it's a punchline a minute. I mean, it's just boom, boom. There's a lot of. Comedy yeah, it's not really my favorite. It's not like, it's like, okay, guys, this is getting a little heavy, like joke heavy. Sure. Unnecessarily. Yeah, I think It's you, like uh, pun, 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 pun. I think you, yeah, there are a lot of puns, and there's a lot of that Ted Lasso. I did tire a little bit in season two. Season one, the character was just so fresh and bright-eyed, and you thought, wow, this is different. 
But I get it. Like by season two, I was kind of less looking for the what's the clever, quick-witted, punny thing that Ted Lasso is going to say, and a little more like, where are we going? What's the story? What happens next? But oh yeah, you should. If nothing else, Donna, mm. you should watch the final episode of season two of Ted Lasso. Okay, that I can handle. Before you watch season three. But don't I actually don't think, considering some character shifts, I don't think a previously on Ted Lasso is going to suffice. Okay. All right. I'll think about it. All right. Thank I'm going to take <laughs> off. No, no, no. All right. You got to tell us about your field trip yesterday. Oh, yeah. I scooted off after the show just down the street from the studio to a field trip. Just kind of surprised my son, peeked in. But I have to tell you about this place that I've heard my kids talk about that I never really, it was always in the abstract, never quite got it. And I went to this place yesterday and thought, well, this is a really great thing that they're offering students. Really great. And by the way, a ton of adults could benefit from this too. I'll tell you what it was and what they did when we come back. It's Donna and Steve on my talk. Hello. Welcome back to the show. It's Donna and Steve on my talk 1071, where talk is fun. Holly Roberts in the house. Hello. Hello. Steve went on a little field trip yesterday. Well, did you pack a lunch? I packed my brown bag did and you have I your permission went. slip. You know, I did have to. Uh, yeah, it's funny when those things come home that. All that stuff still going down. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a field trip yesterday that my son had been looking forward to. He's in fourth grade. My daughter did this last year when she was in fifth grade. And he's just been talking about it so much. So much to the point where it got there was a snow day a few weeks ago. It got canceled. It gets pushed to yesterday, which meant that we had to sort of change our little Wisconsin Dells trip to make sure that we were back for this day because it was really important to him. Oh, wow. And um, anyway, I find out yesterday, my sister texted me in the morning and said, hey, not sure if you can make it, but we're right down the street from the station if you want to try to sneak in for the end of the field trip. And I was like, yeah, sure, let's see if I can do this. So I had to fill out a permission slip yesterday morning, the volunteer registration form, et cetera. Anyway, it's just down the street on University Avenue in St. Paul. And the, the center is called Junior Achievement North. Okay. But what they do is a thing called Biz Town. B I Z Town. Okay. Business Town. And my daughter talked about it last year and was like, it was so fun. And in fact, last year, there was even a Hubbard Broadcasting like KSTP room. And so let me explain how this works and how what they did was so impressive. And I only saw the final 45 minutes of this. Hmm. Imagine a big room that you walk into with a big, uh, grand space in the middle, and then just a bunch of little rooms with open doors, just like cutouts, like little tucked away separate offices, so to speak. There are a bunch of businesses that uh, endorse, uh, you know, they sponsor these these rooms, but you could have a room that is selling a newspaper, writing, selling a newspaper. You go one door down, and there is U.S. Bank. You go another door down and you've got a business insurance company. Go another door down, there's Delta. There's a hand sanitizer company. Um, All the way around to the point, and then there's the cafe on site. And so what happens is, and it was so cool to see it in person. I get there, there's a 
flurry of activity. Kids are going everywhere, like bees around a hive. And each kid, they get there in the morning, and they've been preparing for this weeks leading up to the event at school. But you get there, and you're assigned a job uh, a couple weeks ago, so you know what you're getting into. And you then have to, as a team, structure this business. So, for instance, my son was working for the paper. Okay. And they're teaching kids business skills that I am convinced 70% of us adults don't know. Purchase orders, invoices, business loans. These kids are 10, and they're learning it and functioning rather well while they do it. So my son and his team, they need they have a CEO of their company of the name of the paper. And I get there, Donna, and, a, and I'm new there. I just showed up. A chaperone, a, 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 an adult helper, and a young lady come over, a young lady, presumably 10, and they said, uh, we need to speak with your CEO. <laughs> I said, okay. Oh, my um, gosh. What's the matter? And they said, uh, we need to speak with her regarding business insurance. And I said, okay, great. Uh, she's out right now. The paper had just started printing, and they were selling the newspaper. Let me go find her. So I try to find her, and I get her over there. But what happens is the kids get there in the morning, and they need to figure out how much will it cost for us to start the newspaper in this case. Um, how much How much paper will we need? We need to now have reporters, like my son was a reporter, go out, talk with other businesses, talk with other citizens there in the neighborhood, and then they write a paper, they're taking pictures, and then by the afternoon, they have to have their business complete so that they now have a product to sell. In a very different wow. business, there how was someone... I'm sorry. Ten. They're 10, but get this. So then I go to some other business, and I see a buddy from uh, the neighborhood, and he's there chaperoning for his kids. And he said, hey, we're selling hand sanitizer. I said, oh, tell me more. And he said, we can customize it if you want it branded for your business. You want it to smell a certain way. Maybe your brand's logo is blue. We can make sure that your hand sanitizer is customized, and it's blue. My sister is chaperoning, and she said, we had a CEO who at one point said was looking at her computer and everybody's office slash business communicates with all of the other businesses in real time so she the ceo of whatever business my sister was overseeing um their little 10 year old ceo said guys wait a minute hang on we need to pay this business loan off they're charging us interest out right now oh i thought you might (laughs) this sounds difficult for adults Donna, they were in real time issuing loans, making purchase orders, invoicing. You got 10-year-olds who were saying, hey, we're going to provide paper, let's say, for that newspaper. But we're the paper people. They're the people who write it. They need our paper. So we need to invoice them. They need to pay us back. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. And in real time, their computers are like, up. Oh, we just got invoice. We need to pay this and we need to bring it out of our loan. We have business owners, these little 10-year-olds, walking over to U.S. Bank. And they're talking with the tellers there and the bankers there saying, hey, we need some more money. Here's why. Um, There was a city mayor. There was a city attorney who spoke at the end and said there were a couple of, uh, you know, criminal complaints (laughs) that they were looking into. There was someone who was scamming, who was double charging. Uh, People were using paper money. Other kids were using debit cards. All of this stuff. And these are 10-year-olds. And the idea is that they get to function in biz town so business town could be a part of a business and learn what it's like to operate a business as opposed to just saying i have kind of a good idea that i think would be i could develop a business around they are i'm convinced wow, you could put adults amazing. there and they would have no clue so again this place they're jammed schools go there virtually every day they said they got about two schools there a day throughout the spring five days a week junior achievement north uh, the They also do a financial literacy, um, hands-on learning experience for middle schoolers and high schoolers. BizTown, even though it sounds pretty, you know, elevated intellectually to me, (laughs) is geared toward elementary students. And it was just so cool to watch them all talking with each other, understanding some of these business terms. I'm convinced you drop 30 and 40-year-olds in there without parent helpers we would not know what we're doing. Do, okay, do all the kids know one another? Is it a field trip just for one school? Yeah, so my son and his school, they were there, and I believe it was just the fourth grade that was there. Fifth grade might have been there too, but um, I think it was just fourth grade. And so you get excited. A couple weeks ago, he came back and said, hey, we got our job responsibilities for BizTown. I'm working for the paper. I'm gonna be a reporter. I have to go out, talk with other businesses, and survey some citizens, and then we have to write a paper and try to sell the paper. And the interesting thing is all of the little business owners, they have a time that is set where they get to sort of walk away from their business and just interact as citizens so that they can go and patronize the other businesses, like the cafe where they're selling lemonade and popcorn, or the you know hand sanitizer place, or Delta, all these different little places. But I walked in... I was zero help outside of the fact that I tried to track down one of the 10 year old CEOs to talk with an insurance sales representative. (laughs) I was zero help and just looked and thought, this is so impressive. Can anybody go there? Like, how does this work? This is set up through schools. schools. So it's not like I don't think it's necessarily like I could say, hey, guys, we should learn about financial literacy. Let's the, you know, you three kids come with me. We're going to go. I don't think it's like that. I think it's largely through. It's an educational um, thing. Yes, an educational resource. And a lot of schools, I think, get this on the calendar well in advance so that they can do it. But kudos to Junior Achievement North just down the street from us for providing this environment for kids to have hands-on learning experiences, which teach you in such a different way than just reading about it in a book. Sure. Oh, wow. Uh, I guess I won't be going there, though. No. I don't have For kids, various yeah. reasons. <laughs> yeah. Donna shows up. I'm ready. Come yeah. on. Uh, hey, CEO? when we come back, I got a little Morgan Wallen news. We're back. 
Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. And now Steve reads a weather related headline coming off of what Holly said without reading the article. All right. This from weather.com. After getting trapped, he survived six days on snow and croissants. Oh, no, you finish that. What's, what's this? That's it. Yeah. That's the headline. I did just have a picture of a massive amount of snow. Presumably, I'm not going to read it. I'm not going to. I'm not going to read it. Clickbait. Clickbait. I'm just saying there's a guy out there who Gilly. Gilly. who got trapped in his house, presumably in snow and survived on eating snow and croissants. No, he couldn't have been trapped in his house. I bet he was. Well, probably. Actually, this happened in California. And they got oh, feet upon oh. feet of snow. But he's eating the snow. Does he not have any other food? I don't think anyone peed in it, Donna. It's okay. You need <laughs> hydration. <laughs> but why doesn't he have water? I don't know, Donna. There's I more want to more. it. But this, that's why this I segment want is. Uh oh. New, <laughs> new segment uh, idea. Mm. Headlines only. Hello. I feel like we start. We started doing that at the end of the show. Let me fill you in. Now we're going to take right. a deeper dive. An 81-year-old man was rescued from his car after car. seven car. days car. off of surviving off of snow and croissants. Okay, awesome. keyword car. Yeah, so he was okay. trapped in his car in Southern California where some of those snow drifts got up to four to five feet high. Oh, my gosh. <sighs> I guess we shouldn't. B-I-H about getting like eight or ten inches right. Thursday and Friday. And you have to remember, if you are stuck, clear the snow around your tailpipe if you've got that car running. Oh, wow. That's a way I didn't know we could die. Yeah. Carbon monoxide, you I think say, it's huh? happened before. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Thank you, Donna. You're welcome. You know, I also think, <laughs> thank you guys for asking. Hey, Morgan Wallen, you'll just have to wait. We will get to your story in a moment, but more pressing issues have come to mind. I think that vehicles that have automatic start should, they're so smart, they should uh, come with a sensor to know if they've accidentally been started inside of a garage, a closed garage. Oh, yeah. See, there's a lot of dangers out there, guys. There we go. See, D- Donna perked up. We started talking about ways you could die, <laughs> no, ways you could get hurt. I, no, you you misunderstand. I am trying to save people's this, lives. Yeah, this is a survivalist segment. Yes. Who knew? Yes. Right? Oh, my gosh. Get out the buckets of food. Yeah. Somebody <laughs> said a guild net. We're getting fish tonight. <laughs> Holly, you ever watch Alive? Alone? It's called Alone. Alone? Yeah. Oh, you haven't, and no. you should. Oh, I don't. Mm. It's like naked and afraid. Ugh, no. But there's clothes. No, it's not. There are there are clothes. Yeah, pretty much the whole time. But it's they're they're dropped in a remote part, usually of a mountain range in Vancouver or somewhere in Canada and the Canadian Rockies, whatever. And then they have zero contact with anyone. Oh. They don't know if they are. There are ten contestants. Holly, you never know if there are ten contestants that remain. Five, or it's down to the final two. You have no idea. And everybody taps out eventually by hitting a button on their walkie-talkie saying, I can't anymore. And they can go months out there. No. And they set up their own production equipment. And just a little boat will come by, and I presumably like take footage from them every week or so. That's it. Oh, that's too stressful. It's a very good show, but oh, it talks a lot about surviving and eating croissants oh. and all that kind of okay, stuff. Okay, where can we watch this? <laughs> croissants. 
you know, Holly, I know <laughs> you can watch it on you can watch it on Netflix. Okay. They do have seasons on Netflix and elsewhere I would say check your local listings. Thank you. I'm already watching Survivor, so I can't. Uh, oh, you haven't help. quit yet. You haven't oh, yeah. quit yet, well, Donna. Episode two hasn't aired yet. <laughs> <laughs> Still counts. Still counts. You get the gold star. When's yep. the next episode? Tonight? I think Wednesdays. Okay. So tomorrow. Oh, great. I'll keep you posted. All right, keep now. Posted. Morgan Wallen, uh, this is kind of fun. He did a surprise concert at his old high school. So he's got this new album. With like 36 tracks on it. We'll get to that in a moment. Amazing critical acclaim. You know, yeah, he's got a lot of fans. And he uh, set a new record on Spotify with more than 52 million streams in a single day. But he went to, instead of like a huge party down in Nashville or whatever, he went back to his old high school and did a concert. This was last Thursday. This for that new album. It's called One Thing at a Time. And he performed this surprise concert there. I think it was out on like the baseball field that he did it. And the crowd included members of the senior class, faculty, the baseball team as well. Uh, gave a $35,000 donation, as I said, that for musical instruments and also for field repair because they, they, you know, set up and did a concert there. Right. Um, but he was in, he invited the principal of the high school up on stage and gave the big novelty size check to him and all that. It's, it was just a, a countercultural way to celebrate this success, right? You know, to say, yeah, let's yeah. go back to the old high school and perform out there on the baseball field. So it, it was a pretty cool thing to do. Interestingly, there was a there was a radio station, and I wonder, Don, if you've ever done something like this in the past when you worked on Hee Haw Honky Tonk. Uh, there was a radio station out of Winston-Salem, Greensboro, North Carolina, 93-1, The Wolf. Oh! <laughs> We're ready, and, uh, Steve. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, they uh, they essentially all weekend just ran a uh, his album, thirty six tracks on this new album, and they did it wow. on repeat. That's a lot of songs. That's a lot of songs. Wow. Uh, but they did it. And by the way, when I said the wolf, um, they that was like a sister station. There was this other one. You don't care. KMLE yeah, one hundred seven. Oh, I know those guys. But they ran it for uh, the whole weekend because somebody said, y'all should just say bleep it and play the whole album on the radio. And then so the station manager there posted a video and said, you know what? We will. Starting now. You know what? He's a big enough artist where that will work for the station. Um, A lot of times uh, radio groups will get together and everybody will play a brand new song from a big artist at the top and bottom of every hour, every mm-hmm. single hour or every 15 minutes or something like that. If the artist is a big draw, you know, so yeah, we used to do that for Did sure. You do that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah kind of like stunt radio. Yes. And then before when I worked in, um, gosh, where did I, what's the name of the city? Royston. Home what of state is Ty that? Cobb. Um, that oh, is good. in Georgia. And so we were putting a brand new station on the air out of a trailer. And, you know, so we would flip the format of the old station. But we played all weekend one song. And that song was A Spoonful of Medicine. No, A Spoonful of Sugar makes the medicine go down. From Mary Poppins? (laughs) You played that song only? Yes. 
over and over and over all week just to get people talking like what's going on yeah you know what is this radio station doing and then the big announcement would come on monday morning so yeah there's a there's a lot of those gimmicks well i uh the article too is you know noting the difference go back to february of 2021 there were multiple station group owners that dropped music from Morgan Wallen from their playlist after he was recorded yeah. using racial slurs in right. that video. And so you go from a guy who couldn't get any airplay, and then, you know, I believe he comes out, what was it, a little while later, and was like, look, I screwed up, I need to get better. and uh, I but need now, to get educated, and, yes. yeah, and he did. And then two years later, you got stations who were doing all Morgan Wallen all the time. I will say this. I don't follow country a ton, but I, I like quite a few of the songs that I hear kind of pop country. We I didn't even know it was Morgan Wallen, and we were coming back from break here on mm-hmm. my talk. And I was like, this is good. Oh, this is Morgan Wallen? I think I like Morgan Wallen. Some of the poppy stuff is really good. But he has a... Uh, remember, this is the one that the we were talking about. I said voice. he's got that like gravelly voice that just feels like when someone's got a little... <laughs> Doesn't it feel like a little you, rasp? Like yeah. they have more credibility as a storyteller in a song. <laughs> like, listen, listen. If Britney Spears or some other auto-tune voice sings you a song of the same lyrics, sure, and then you bring in gravelly voice guy or gal, you believe and you emotionally connect more to gravelly voice girl or gal than you do auto-tuned person. Oops, I did it again. I play with your heart. Oh, oh, lost in the game. Okay, you really can't compare. That's like apples and oranges, you know? there's It's still fruit. But I'm making the point about gravelly voice. But gravelly I, I voice. I don't believe Adele. She doesn't have a gravelly voice, but I'm really feeling her lyrics. But more than auto-tune person or, sure. or traditional pop star. You, you win that one. Absolutely. Who do you believe more? Yeah, Chris Stapleton. Who do you emotionally connect with more? Or Chris Rascal Stapleton Flats. or Adele? <laughs> Good one. Now, don't you leave Rascal Flats out All of right, this? Sorry, because God bless the Broken Road. <gasps> Good song. Oh, what a great song! I, I like song. them. Me I like too. them. I'm not right. them. Me either. They're vanilla. We like it. Hey, Donna. You can't go wrong. <laughs> uh, do we have time for this? Blake Shelton. Got a crazy... Wow, you're just all over the country uh, Oh yeah, today. Yay. It's kind of my new thing. Wow, are you wearing Wranglers? Ooh, Stetson hat. <laughs> I did. I, full disclosure, I submitted an application to your <clears throat> former employer. Well, I'm going to send them a note and just say, this guy is all hat, no horse. <laughs> hey! That's right. There you go. Country <laughs> reference. Uh, no, I thought this was funny. We didn't have time to get to it yesterday. But, you know, of course, the State Fair is a huge deal here. And so Blake Shelton was talking about the most impactful tour gift that he's ever gotten. And this was kind of at like a fairground sort of a situation. But I thought, Donna, could you imagine getting this left for you on stage? Here's Blake Shelton. There's a few flowers and stuffed animals on on the stage because we were playing a fair and I, there was a paper bag and so I just grabbed all that stuff. So I grabbed the bag and I, and I opened it. And as soon as I opened it, an iguana literally jumped out of the bag onto my shirt right here and i remember i grabbed it and just threw it off you know it's one of them kill the poor thing turns out at this particular fair one of the prizes you could win was people kids had iguanas like just walking out with paper sacks with iguanas in them and <laughs> oh some God. parent said i know who's going to get your iguana is that guy up there singing about dogs stuck together so 
Oh, my dog stuck together, did uh, you say? Yes. <laughs> oh, I love, buddy. Yeah, I would freak out, too. Oh, my gosh. I would gosh. freak out. Poor iguanas, putting them in a paper bag. Aww. It's like when they get frozen in Florida and they oh, fall yeah. out of the trees. Oh. Do you know that you could take a little, like, I think they're geckos? If you turn it so it's belly up and you rub mm-hmm. its belly, it does the same thing. It just freezes. It will freeze until you put it right side up again. It's the weirdest think, thing. Do you think that means it feels good for them? I don't know. Or does it? Is it triggering a reaction that causes temporary paralysis? I don't know. This happened in the Bahamas. Some of the locals showed showed me that. I was like, well, that's a neat party trick. Also, you know, <laughs> if you try to catch a lizard, you've got to be really careful because their tails can come right off. Oof. Okay, well, I didn't. But need then to what's go weird is there. they don't bleed or anything. They just go about their day. Sorry. <laughs> and we'll be back with your reptile yeah, uh, fun facts. <laughs> yeah, let's see. Uh, how about this? When we come back, Donna saw this story about a bachelor, and I wondered if maybe you were thinking about calling Donna. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Uh, we do have his phone number. Oh, yeah, we do. We can call him. Uh, oh, so it's a single dude who rents out a billboard, right? Trying to get attention. However, there's one small piece of information that might mm, dissuade you from calling. <laughs> Donna's got that story. Uh, when we come back and see something, say something next on Donna and Steve. Hey, good morning. Welcome back. Appreciate you listening to the Donna and Steve show on my talk. 1071, everything entertainment. Uh, if you see something, you should say something. So, Hey, if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. There's a 43-year-old guy. Uh, His name is Robert Siegfried. Lives in Wisconsin. Southern Wisconsin, to be exact. Oh. He hasn't had a ton of luck with dating. So, what's a guy to do? Eh, rent, rent a billboard. A billboard? Yes! Yep, that's, it. that's what they all say at <laughs> yep. this stage. Yep. So, uh, he's about 70 miles outside of Milwaukee, and there's a billboard that says, Date Robert, Wisconsin's number one eligible bachelor. And then there's a picture of him in a cowboy hat with belt buckle. He's got sunglasses on. Cool. Looking for love yeah. in all the, the wrong places. Looking for love. Too many spaces. <laughs> Sorry, Steve. <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm all countryed out. I already yeah, did two right, country right, stories. That's fine. He is looking for a local honest woman. And then there is a phone number you can call to leave a text or just to call him. And he's planning to rent more billboards over the next few weeks if necessary. I don't know how many dates he's gotten, but uh, let's hear from Robert himself. I'd like to walk down the sidewalk on a nice summer day and just hold someone's hand. Dating sites just weren't working for me. Match and Tinder and just none of them were working. I hope people take it serious. I want someone to take it serious. Don't be shy. Call me. (laughs) Call me. Call Call me. me. Oh, that Wisconsin Uh. accent. Call me. When you say I hope people take this serious, I know. If you're dressed as an urban cowboy on a billboard, I don't know. I don't buy. I don't. He talk about all all hat and no cattle. 
I don't know that I'm buying the attire here either. Ooh. I don't know yeah, if that's know. really Wisconsin's him. Wisconsin's a pretty, uh, you know, country. Yeah, they got a lot of farmers and yeah. all that. But, An eclectic uh, fashion hub. <laughs> right. <laughs> if you like plaid. Yeah. Um, so, but listen to this. He's, he's run into a few hurdles, okay? First, a reporter interviewed him. And he asked her out during the segment. Oh, oh my God. It, it sort oh. of set, seemed like a joke, but she was quite a bit younger. And so she declined. Gross. And then um, <laughs> the station covering the story uh, felt the need to list one final detail at the end. They noted that this guy's got a restraining order against him for the next four years. Well, who among us doesn't? <laughs> a four-year restraining order that's still in effect. And he also had a disorderly conduct charge last year. But if you're interested, his phone number is 608-631-0575. Give him that's a call. 608-631-0575. Call or text. <laughs> yeah, you can text him. Oh, I mean... God. You know, you can text him. <laughs> you could text him right now. You could. Wonder how many texts this guy has gotten. Ugh. I, I, I would think he's gotten a few. Oh, but the troll factor, I think, in those texts is going to be fairly high. Yes. High. yes. Yeah. yeah. This is going to be impossible. Yeah. Now, what I do like about this story is I do like the stunt aspect of it. Stunt marketing. I like you mentioned Donna working for that radio station that played a spoonful of sugar ad nauseum for a whole weekend on repeat. <laughs> right. I like that. There's a uh, entertainment reporter Sam Rubin out in L.A. He has he said that he had this idea, and I it never got okayed, and I wanted to steal it from him, and it never got okayed. But uh, you could do it on April first, or you could do it any day, where you do the entire show backwards and you never address that you're backwards so you're on air you're 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 on television and you're doing your 30-minute entertainment show you do the whole thing with your back to the camera they can still hear you you're mic'd up but donna your face right there is exactly why it would work (laughs) because that that furrowed brow of like what you you don't you start talking about it you don't change the channel you keep wondering are they gonna and i think then at the very end when they're like all right we're off in five Four, three, then you start to turn around and turn before around, they actually get a picture of your face. Cuts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's great. Fades to black or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a television station in the building. Why don't we just go upstairs? I just ran into Megan, too. Had I oh. known? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So why don't you book a, a segment on Minnesota Live and then you just do it backwards the entire time? Yeah. Donna's <laughs> been banned since our local television affiliate. Ever since a bag of weed came out during, I did not have weed. A segment. What were you Stop carrying? Saying that oregano no. around with you? No, Holly. So I had a bin of manuals. Okay? What? Okay, <laughs> explain what a bin of manuals is. It's Donna. like manuals. Like you buy a new, I don't know, appliance. Uh-huh. I save the manual. Yeah. Put it in the bin. Great. I get a new can opener. Guess where that's going? Manual. That thing. manual's going in the bin. So you like to be prepared. Yes, and I that's, started that's doing kind. this before internet stuff, you know. Oh, okay. So, yeah, when you had to and like, kept doing it long mm-hmm. after internet stuff. Uh huh. All right. You so you have me. the bag of you have the bin of we, 
instructions. And, and I said, look, she was guest hosting on Twin Cities Live. And I said, you got to bring in the bin of manuals. This is so funny. And, and she was like, I can bring it in. So we start pulling out one manual after another after another. Stevie Boy, toward the end of the segment, just dumps the whole bin of manuals out. And I, I don't know drugs, but I was like, I'm pretty sure that's a dime bag. Mm, I don't think it was. I don't know what it was. Yeah, again, Italian seasoning. Did you did you have a manual for a Zenith television in all of that, Donna? Probably. <laughs> I would imagine I did. But then it goes back Zenith. to this story of they had early days of TCL, and they, they were going to have a guest. I told this recently, but they were going to have a guest come on the show who was going to do some sort of computer fix. And then they had a screw-up that happened at the last second, and they had to swap out the computer that they used. But they come to find out that had they used the original computer that this person had brought in, like think the tower of a computer. Yes. That when they would have opened the side of it, this person, it was like their brother's computer and inside <laughs> filled with weed. <laughs> so they, so imagine Twin Cities Live. Now show us where the motherboard is. And then they unscrew the side wall <laughs> oh. panel and out comes a bunch of marijuana. Now that would have been television. Now that, that would have been Television. And you could have faced the camera there. You don't have to turn around to have people still tuning in. Everyone is locked yeah. and loaded at that point. Oh my, oh, my God. People are waiting like they were waiting for Geraldo to open the vault. Yes. <laughs> Al Capone's vault. Yes. Oh, that's funny, Steve. Oh, what a journey. Um, do you guys know that London banned e scooters? I don't know what an e-scooter is. You know, like yeah. an elect, elect, an electric scooter. Oh, you've yeah, seen one of those. Yeah, the, okay. you've seen the bird ones around, or they, they're around okay, town. Yes, yes, Lime, I know. Why don't? Yep, got Here's it. another headline from the Morning Brew: E-bike batteries are exploding and setting buildings on fire. Uh, New York City just had a problem where on Sunday an e-bike battery sparked a, an hours-long blaze at a Bronx grocery store that injured seven people. It's the latest in a string of fires started by the lithium-ion batteries in electric bikes and scooters. Wow. Get this. They have caused at least 30 fires, 40 injuries, and two deaths in New York City this year, 2023, as of February 27th. Wow. Um, last year, they ignited 216 fires. Double the amount of the year before, resulting in 146, uh, excuse me, 147 injuries and six deaths. Lithium ion batteries were the fourth leading cause of fire deaths in New York City last year, per the FDNY. Um, This has become such a problem that I guess London has already outlawed it. This went back to uh, 2021 after it had a bunch of battery fire problems on these e bikes. And e-scooters. I know my mom is listening. My dad recently bought an e-bike. He did? Yeah. Well, I don't know what to tell you. It's just a a big change is happening. So we see a lot of these on the road. London said no. Will New York City be next? And could it trickle down throughout the rest of the United States? And this has been your public service announcement for I don't know why I told that story. I don't either. Anyway, Holly's got to go. Yeah, bye. See you, Holly. Bye, Holly. I'm going to go cry in the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) And it's already started. We'll be right back.